Enchanted Gods and Goddesses Talking Statues and Stones. You're now tuned in to the Disney Holic Show. Hello and welcome to the Disney Holic Show. That's Maui, Mike TV. And that's Ngendi, Jen Diz. Join us as we gossip about the latest Disney drama. We stop for a chilling corrections corner, and we kick off our Tiki Takeover Month with special guest, Jordan Hill. Wow, we do have a lot of cover, and it is the beginning of Tiki Takeover Month, but... Before we get there, there's been some news over the past week um, that has gotten some of us talking. Yes, very exciting news that us Disney Park regulars have been, what does that say, like chomping at the bit? Chomping right? at like the just, bit, pure <laughs> anticipation. Waiting. Yes, we have been waiting for this news for quite some time, and that is that they finally announced a new annual pass program, which is no longer called an annual pass, but that's okay. So, um, let's go ahead and actually I wanted to start with some of the rumors that were out because man, the rumors were going crazy. The more you make us wait, we just start speculating right. and like it happens with everything too, right? Star Wars, WandaVision, anything that has yeah. Disney fans involved. One hundred percent. Um, so I just wanted to like talk about some of those real quick and the first one is the loyalty program and this was more of a rumor that I blame Chapek for, right? right? Is that who we're blaming for this one? Because he he literally said a loyalty program at some point. He did. So we all, yeah, he did. So we all started freaking out about that. We're like, what do we have to go like one every every ten visits? We get a free one or something. Like, what does that mean for us? Do we have like points we're building every time we buy a corn dog. Like, what does it like mean a hole for punch loyalty in your program? Card with every coffee, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> And I myself am personally very happy it did not end up being a loyalty program because I just don't want to have to track another thing. Like, yeah, one thing, I just want to have something in my pocket that gets me in the park and then I worry about everything else after that. So I'm actually pretty excited unless the perks were really, really awesome. But there's no such thing. So why worry about it? Um, and then another rumor was the 12, 24, 36, 48 rumor that came out. And this was saying that there was going to be four separate tiers of the annual pass program, and one would allow you for, it's going to be like the reservation system. You get in 12 days a year, 24 days, 36 days, 48 days, depending on the level you purchase. So like the more money, the more amount of visits you get to get. Um, and I was like kind of okay with this one, actually. It depended <laughs> on what the blackout days look like. Um, but... You know, that's a whole other thing I don't need to think about anymore because I'm still thinking about it. But it's like now a past reality. Yeah. Um, Another thing that was a rumor was that they were for sure canceling monthly payments. They did not, as you will hear as we go through the levels here. Um, And there's just a lot of aggressive options out there that people were assuming from some of the surveys we received in our emails etc etc but i think the one that we ended up is actually not too bad not too bad and not too different (laughs) than the previous program exactly so i think a good way to say it is that they turned 
the annual pass into annual pass the annual pass program into a flex pass for all levels <laughs> basically right? yeah they took that flex pass system and they just built it up for all the levels that way we have to have those reservations still because that is just probably part of our reality at least for the near future um so they built it into that so let's go over some of the stuff first of all they're calling this the magic key or yeah just magic yeah, key ma- the and magic the key different... program i guess i know i'm like <laughs> is it a program like what is it i don't know <laughs> but it's definitely called magic key and it has uh four different tiers and let me see magic key not new ticketing system what did that mean not new oh I wrote Magic Key is not new to the ticketing system. And I was like, what did I, you know, you write notes and you read it later. You're like, what was I even trying to say? But what I was trying to say by that is that it's a nod to the ticket books we used to have. They would have a Magic Key on the front and it says Magic Key Coupon. And that was our ticket book. So this is kind of like a nod back to that, which I thought was really cool. I think it's cute. And I until I saw that context from a fan blog, not from Disney, all right. of a sudden yeah. I thought, oh my God, this is cute again. I didn't like Magic Key until I understood the connection right. back to the history, which is really cool. And then I started realizing they're also, they've been selling like keys as a souvenir a lot lately. Yeah, there's a lot of keys in Disney. What was the other one you mentioned earlier? Oh, yeah. And um, the cast <laughs> members at the parks have these core values that are also called the keys. <laughs> so it must be right. A bit <laughs> Lots of confusing. keys. We're going to have to carry like a big key ring every time we go to Disneyland at this point. <laughs> Anybody who um, knows LA, there's this radio ad that just went Keys, keys, keys on Van Nuys. Keys, 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 keys on Van Nuys. Oh, my God. And that's all I think about. <laughs> what the heck? That's all <laughs> funny. Um, all right. So let's go over the tiers in detail. So we'll start from the lowest and work our way up. Um, and the lowest key or tier, whichever, they're both keys and tiers, um, is called the Imagine Key. So like Mike and I have talked about before, we always reference this like hat full of Disney phrases that they just pull out of. Magic is definitely one of those. Imagine is another one. And all of these keys are one of those key phrases that come out of that hat. So um, Imagine Key is the lowest tier and this is a $399 um, tier. And it's $19 per month for SoCal residents. Isn't that crazy to think that you could have anything that belongs to Disney for $19 a month. <laughs> right. It just How much is Disney crazy. Plus? Like about $10 or something? I know, right? Yeah. It's something like that. Um, so this one is approximately 280 days. Um, so you have blackout days, right, on all of these, uh, except for the highest one. And you are able to make two reservations at a time. So this is one thing you'll see repeating throughout these tiers. Um, that is very new to us, uh, but not so new to flex pass holders. So um, the higher you get in tiers, the more reservations you are able to make at one time. So this one has two reservations and parking is not included. So this is um, SoCal Pass, basically available to SoCal people only. Then moving up, we have the Disneyland Enchant Key. So That's Enchant, another, another word out of the hat. Yeah. <laughs> Pull it out. <laughs> This one is $649 with $40 a month for um, monthly payments. Now, this one moves to any California residents. So now this, you know, is no longer SoCal anymore. Um, this one has 340 days for, that you can go a year, and you're able to make four reservations at a time, but parking is still not included in this one. 
So this is $250 more than the SoCal Imagine key. Yes. Uh, What does it mean with the park reservations at a time? So. Like, what's it like like, now? (laughs) I can't even remember. Right now, you you can make as many reservations right now you want as long as you have a ticket to go along with it. Okay, so if, so if I, you bought fifty tickets, you can make fifty reservations. And if we reserve Disneyland and DCA back to back days, that counts as two park reservations, probably. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you have to picture it as like how many days you're going per year. Yeah. It's kind of like how how you want to book these here, um, and then you can make four at a time. So like the availability. Actually, I don't think they mentioned if they're going to show you like if you can book like next January right now. I don't think they mentioned that. I heard there's already an official link up that you could see the calendars. You I, can see the blackout calendars. It. Oh, okay. Am I saying that right? Is it blackout or blockout? <laughs> I, I think it's blockout, but I also say blackout because I think of like the power out. Yeah, I hear both all the time. And I'm trying to think of that AP Anthem song as it goes, thank the Lord I'm not blacked out. That one's definitely blacked out. But I see block out on here. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. Uh, according I, to I get Disney, confused with this. it says admissions and block out days. Block out. Okay, block, block out, out, block out. I need to stick that in my memory. Okay. So um, one thing I forgot to mention is the discounts that we get have changed a little bit as well. That first key I said, the Imagine key, is 10% off merchandise and food and beverage. And then when you move up to the Enchant key, it's still 10% for both of those as well. Um, Oh, yeah. And then going back to the four park reservations at a time. Basically, you can make them. I don't know if, like I said, if there's going to be a window of how far out you can book. Like, you know how right now Disney World, if you want to book dining reservations, you can only book so far out. So right. like you can book next year. So I don't know what they're going to do for that, for this. But um, let's say you have two months. You can only book four reservations within that window. And then you have to start using them in order to book the next one again. So like you have to take a day off to add another day, if that makes sense. I did read, too, that they'll be doing penalties, penalties, if you don't show. Yeah. So that was the thing they were doing with the Flex Pass already. Oh. So that has continued over. And you, I think it's, you cannot... You cannot have a no-show three times within three months. Interesting. Yeah, I had the flex pass for like three weeks and then the pandemic happened. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, so moving on, we have the last two keys. We have the Believe key, and this is a key for $949 a year or $65 a month for California residents. And then this one still has a $10 or 10% discounts for both food and merchandise. However, you now have 50% off parking. So that was something that was very different before. I don't remember if Southern California, I think everybody could either add it on for a flat fee and or already had it on their pass. Mm. So instead now you just get 50% off for parking. And the blockout dates are only the holidays. So it's kind of very similar to the signature pass. And then this one, you're allowed to have up to six reservations at a time. Um, So that one is getting a little more familiar, even more so to what a lot of us probably had before. And then the final one, the Disneyland Dream Key. This one is $1,399. There are no blackout dates. Blockout dates. God, I said it again. Blackout. (laughs) Blockout dates. Six reservations at a time. And parking is included with this pass. And then you also bump up to 20% off of select merchandise and 15% off food and beverage. So that was what a lot of the passes had before. 
I think the top three passes before had that discount. So that will be changing for some of us for sure. <laughs> oh, so, so Dream Key is the top. There it is. Dream Key is a top level. And um, one thing I thought was kind of cool is that the pricing is a little more affordable than they were previously. Did you notice that at all? I did. I was expecting at least whatever the Dream Key level was to be a bit higher. Um, right. And the other thing I thought was interesting as you're going through this now is is the difference in price as they go up. So between the Imagine and, and Enchant, it's 250 But then between Enchant and Believe, it's 300, 300 right? And then be, between Believe and Key, it's 450 So I, I, I don't know how they figure that out, like how that works in. Right. I think I feel like it was a little similar. So let's see. The ones before, the Signature Plus Pass, which is the top level, was $1,449, which is how much more? Like $110 more Wow, or so this right? is cheaper than the previous. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right here. You heard it here first. Confirmed. Oh, the Dream Key is cheaper <laughs> than the Platinum Plus. Whatever, what was it called? Signature Plus. Signature. It was $50. It's $50 cheaper. Nice. Right. And then you go down and then like, let's say the signature passport, which is very similar to the Believe key. That one's only $949 now, but it used to be $1,199. So that one's actually saving 250 bucks right. from the last price, which I'm excited about because that's the one I'm probably going to get. <laughs> like, yeah, under a thousand again. That feels good. <laughs> Not even a hate. So let's see. Um I have so many questions, so I hope you have all your notes ready. <laughs> I do. I have so many okay. things still to say, but yeah. do you want me to? Do you want to pause for questions first, and then? Yeah, there's a, the, okay. some quick things that come to mind that maybe the listeners sure. are coming to mind. Park Hopper, how does that work? Do we know? Park Hopper, I have down here at the bottom, and it says, "What about it?" And my <laughs> my section, "What about it?" is like they didn't mention it. Interesting. So we're um, still waiting. There, yeah, there there is some verbatim that says like. I can't remember how it said it, but it said like you go to either park. But does that mean that I need two reservations or one? Oh, or like right. does the one park hop stop start at 1 p.m. and they're just included on all of them? It really didn't define that yet. And the so, old passes, it was everyone got park hopper with it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And then my second question, I'm going by things that I enjoyed in the last AP. Okay. Um, I already know what this one is. Can I guess? But yeah. Photo pass. Ah, yep. You know, I love my photos, <laughs> my free photo shoots, or at least included photo shoots, I should say. That is also in my what about it section. And they also did not mention a word about fast passes, max passes, and or photo pass. Oh, so, gosh, I forgot all about those, too. Yeah, I'm sure this has a lot to do with, you know, our current climate with COVID and whatnot. But um, they didn't even like say yeah you're getting a discount because of these things that are just completely missing so um although uh, actually my... that's not true because that was an add-on that was like a hundred dollar add-on or something oh like that. for the max so, pass yeah um, i have one last question before sure. you go through your news um so there's four tiers right the imagine enchant believe and dream but i also read about the millar <laughs> the millar I have a feeling, is this an according to Mike TV? No, it's there's a Millar one. 
No, there's not. What is it? Malarkey. Oh, you're so dumb. <laughs> this whole thing's malarkey. Oh my I blame God. it all on Shapek for making us think it was going to be something else. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> wow. Wow. Malarkey. That was a good one. I have to give it to you. I didn't see it coming either. You even texted that to me earlier, and I was just like, what is he talking about? <laughs> I didn't even think through it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So that is not a thing, guys. Just FYI. But let's go over a couple more details. Um, so we already talked about the bigger changes, like the parking has changed, discounts are changing, the whole having to book reservations. Um, but let's say, like, I have some cons and pros. I like to do cons first because I like ending on a happy note. But um, some of the things that you just kind of have to keep in, like you have to take into consideration is that there's a lot of stuff that we're missing nowadays, right? Like there's hardly any entertainment out. Phantasmic's not a thing. Um, hours are still not at where they used to be. And then the discounts and parking. So there are some cons to think about that do help with that price change, I guess we could say, right? right? Maybe that's part of the reason why it's a little more affordable. Um, I'm actually excited about the parking because I'm no longer having to pay for it without using it because I'd always fly. So it's like, I don't want to pay for parking. I don't care about that benefit ever, right? Same. Maybe like twice Same. a year max. So that one actually made me a little happy. Um, so those are the cons. And then the pros actually are really cool too. So um, pros are that they still have monthly payment options, which is really helpful to a lot of people, I'm sure. And the fact that it's slightly more affordable. But they also announced some new benefits that are coming with this type of pass, which I'm super excited about. So they said that you'll be able to enjoy a special benefit such as a dedicated dining experience uh -huh. and custom menu items at the Magic Key Terrace, which is former pass holder terrace over in uh, DCA at the Golden Wine, what's it called? Golden Vine Winery. Okay. So okay. that's kind of cool. New little special place, yeah. even though it kind of already was, but and whatever. The, I think the name does sound cute when you start putting it with those type of things. Right, yeah, yeah. Magic Key Terrors. Okay, yeah. okay. It's like a little bit of Club 33. It like sounds a little right. exclusive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that exclusive feel. Yeah. Um, they also said they're going to have an entire Magic Key Holder Celebration Month, whatever that means. Oh. That could be really cool. Okay. Um, and then th this one you actually brought to my attention. I hadn't seen it yet, but it said, Be Among the First. Mm. And this is what it says on the website. For limited time, we will celebrate the charter members that become Magic Key holders within the first 66 days as we celebrate 66 years of Disneyland. So I was like, why 66 instead of the first two months or something, right? So that's pretty cute. Uh, these guests will receive a special welcome package that will include unique items such as a premium branded pin, celebratory button, magnet, and more. Plus, Magic Key holders who enter Disneyland Park will also be celebrated with access to a limited time experience at the Starcade in Tomorrowland. That's Woo! so cool. That's so, so cool. cool. Um, and it says they can enjoy charging stations. Oh, so a it's like a little Magic Key Lounge. <laughs> yeah. I didn't read that last line until right now. Well, and I'm like, maybe oh. Like, maybe it's like the Disney Vacation Club Lounge. Some some chargers. Yeah. Some chips and soda. If there's they photo ops, call an experience. it would be cool, though. It does say. So it says, it just says start off with the charging stations. It's not a good idea. Uh, so it says yeah. where they can enjoy charging stations, a special photo opportunity, and another fun surprise. 
or oh. and other fun surprises. So oh, that's cool. Hopefully, it's better than just charging station. Cotton candy or popcorn or something. Oh, that would be very cute. So yeah, so that kind of wraps it up in a pretty little bow. Um, and just to like, wait, do I have any? Oh no, I don't have anything else from the "What about it" section because you covered all that. You caught them all. You're like, I got what? Them all. What the, the what? unanswered things? As, as I want to know, I did see, come across one thing, and I want to see if you saw this too, which was okay. Discounts, discounts being available to D twenty three gold members. I did see that, and I was like, "What exactly does that mean? Does that mean for the annual pass, or like in the park?" Right. Yeah, I don't understand the context either. Guess we'll find out more. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait to hear more on that. I I did see that part too, and I was like. If that's for the annual pass, it's even cooler. What if I get 20% off purchasing? Just kidding. I'm sure that's not it. (laughs) But we'll have to see on that one. Um, So in order to purchase your Magic Key Pass, you can purchase them as of August 25th, 2021. No earlier than 10 a.m. I'm sure you could purchase it on both the app and or Disneyland.com. That's soon. It is very soon, yeah. So the end of this month. Um. And it says here, and I, I wrote, read carefully. And I felt I thought this was a little interesting. And I want to hear what you think about this. It says, purchasing a magic key pass starting August 25th, blah, blah, blah. I started a time already. Guests will be able to purchase their preferred magic key pass type. Their first opportunity to unlock a visit to Disneyland Park or Disney California Adventure Park with a theme park reservation will be that same day. So two things I noticed in here. It says Disneyland Park or California Adventure, which makes me worry about like Park Hopper. It's oh. like, why is it or instead yeah. of both or, you know what I mean? And then the other thing I thought was interesting is if they go on sale on the 25th and I purchase one online, does it start that day and I have one year to use it? That's really weird. It used to be upon your first scan, right? Yeah, it would start the first day you actually use it instead. So I'm like, well, if that's the case, I'm not buying it on August 25th. I'm going to wait till I go to the park on September 9th and purchase it it then. It sounds like they're trying to get it so people don't buy them all up in the 66 days and not visit within the 66 days or something. Oh, I see what you're saying. That is weird, though. Yeah, so I got a little cautionary when I read that. I was like, oh, um, wait a second here. So I'll have to figure that one out, too. And when you said Disneyland or California Adventure, I think you're right. It's probably going to be, you can only make one park, but after one or whatever the current hopper rules are. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, they'll just keep the same system they're using now um, and just put it into a pass where you can I'm still really loving the reservation system you know from a you know we always talk about our real jobs like in hr and operations from an ops point of view you know exactly how many people are going to be in the park yeah you could staff it accordingly true. you can make sure inventory is right oh my god even think about all yeah. that stuff i haven't i haven't taken it that far right like knowing exactly so how true. many people are coming to your party is important wow like every day has an rsvp yeah that's crazy that is really cool um, so fun news across the continent as well. They announced that Walt Disney World is going to start having their annual passes available again because they've been on pause as of uh, the 50th anniversary. Or they said for the 50th anniversary. So sometime around October 1st, they will be come available again. 
Isn't that cool? That's what I'm looking forward to because, um, you know, as a DVC member, I tend to go down to Disney World more often and it seems worth it to get the pass. Whereas Disneyland, I'm not sure how often I can go. And so that's why I got the Flex Pass last year or whenever that was for Disneyland. What I really want to know is are they going to bring back the two Coast Park Pass, the premiere? Yeah, the premiere. Ooh. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can you and I could take our 10-day ticket from Disney World and an annual pass from Disneyland, put it together and maybe spend like $50 more and have access to both parks. Yeah, that would be for so the full year. convenient. Also, so cool. we also don't know yet if they are using the same like branding over there, like the magic key or whatever. Right, yeah, we don't know if they're even going to change anything cuz yeah. they they never stopped it. So like I don't right. know how they you're right. They just, just they stopped sales, it. but you could keep using it, right? Yeah, if you're like basically grandfathered in. Interesting. So, yeah, we'll have to see what they do over there. But um, nonetheless, I'm very excited. Um, I'm also very excited. I already told you in a message earlier today that I am now going to take our entire Walt Disney World trip in a different mindset now that I know I have an, a an AP after. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah, I know I'm going to upgrade. Point. So it's like... Oh, I can like just breathe a little easier and have that AP brain that I'm just hoping for. But I will actually have it now yeah. instead of saying it's AP brain when we don't have an AP. So pretty stoked about that. All right. So now that we've got that out of our system, there's some other Disney news. And as you called it, latest Disney drama. So have you been following the Scarlett Johansson story? Not closely, to be quite honest. Over the weekend, I was actually really busy for for what it was and I didn't get to like dig into it so tell me a little bit more I just know it has to do with Scarlett Johansson and Black Widow and then it rolls over to a couple other things as well but yeah give you're it actually, to me. what's up it sounds like you're pretty caught up because like every day there's been something new added. like somebody else is like wait a second then what about exactly. me exactly right? she started a revolution <laughs> so basically what happened is Scarlett Johansson um, sued she sent a lawsuit to Disney about the decision for them to use Premier Access Disney Plus streaming at the same time as theatrical release. So the original contract allegedly says um, exclusive theatrical release. So this was before COVID existed, right? Uh, but a lot of these actors, their oh, salary comes out of the percentage of the box office. And so right. there you have it. I would be pissed too. And um, Disney clapped back real quick, and <laughs> it was it was kind of rude. They basically said that she's insensitive because they had to use this multi-pronged release because of COVID and the pandemic and to get the movie out to everybody, and how dare she. And people are just, like, shook that Disney was even kind of saying anything and, right. and kind of sassy, right? <laughs> it's so sassy. And also, like... Sorry, Disney, but if you're making money off this production that normally wouldn't have happened, you should get she should get funds from it. Like they need to either redraft their contract, whatever it is, but they can't just pretend that they didn't make any money off of the premiere access. Right. You know what I mean, and and <laughs> subscribers like how do you even quantify that? for one person yeah um, i know people might have just signed up just to watch black widow right you know totally. that one like kick it off for them or whatever exactly Oof. and i think um like i was saying she started a revolution and so i did more digging into it so that to make sure i wasn't just like you know reacting at the headlines and it turns out that warner brothers and hbo 
or the owners of HBO, which is Warner, Time Warner, they rewrote the contracts for the Wonder Woman cast when they decided to do streaming. So yeah, that, see, that's what right. They it means done. it's a thing. <laughs> you, like they could have done it if they wanted to. And then now all these other people are mad. Emma Stone is like about Cruella. She's like asking yeah. them for the money. She's like, uh, oh shit! Even think about that. Hold up. Right. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's starting <laughs> a little bit of rebellion, revolution. Um, regardless of whose side you're on, I think, I think both were trying. The, the outcome of what they're trying to do is right. The way Disney did it was like shady. Like sure, if the pandemic do a streaming release, but they should have done Scarlet right in the first Yeah, place. yeah, they should. Exactly. That's 100% how I feel. You can't just pretend that that's not part of the deal. Like yeah, it is. Right. Like, and yes, things have changed since you wrote the first contract, but like somebody needs to fix it. Yikes. Ugh. Speaking of fixing <laughs> things. And, norm, you know, normally I'm not uh, on the side of Scarlett Johansson versus Disney, but this time I just am. So, yes, on the uh, thoughts of correcting and fixing things, we have a quick corrections corner. Um, when I got this email from Annie, thank you for sending that in, Annie. Uh, she wrote us a corrections to our iceberg uh, that we did on last episode. And it was quite the email, lots of information in there. And... I love it because I found or I got the email while I was hanging out with a friend of mine and she's like, Jen, you guys have made it. I was like, what do you mean? She goes, you had a like a legit correction corners come in from somebody like you guys have made (laughs) it. Letters (laughs) from the editor to our readers, listeners. (laughs) It was great. Yeah. So um, and Annie, thank you so much for being polite, which is another whole thing in the podcasting world is that some people sometimes aren't as polite and you were very nice about letting us in on the info that you had about some of our topics we talked about and i have to admit that um right after the iceberg i actually did the research myself as well because i was like so curious because i was like what some of these sound crazy so i went and looked it up too so um just to get everybody else to know i think we should fill them in on some of the things we and missed. this is why we usually before some of those silly segments we say Disclaimer, we just found this on the, in, on the internet, so <laughs> we love getting the real answers, especially from you all. Right. So what are some of the corrections? Um, there were a few that I thought we had to talk about, right? Because you were telling me the truth about some of these. So small world suicide. So that is one of the dark topics. What did you find out about yeah. that? Yeah. So that was actually the first one I looked up after we got off of our recording because I was like, what? Um, Because, you know, that's like my wheelhouse of true crime. I was like, what's going on? I need to know more. Um, So the first thing I did was looked up the photo you were talking about where you're like, don't look up this photo. And I was like, I'm looking it up. So I looked it up (laughs) and it was like. I I am almost ashamed that you thought that was real because like I can't even with you. I didn't want to so... even look at it that long. I just saw something hanging in the corner of a dark building. <laughs> so it was like in the top corner of like a show building, obviously, right? Like it was. Yeah. The background was black, and then the but the thing that was hanging was like almost perpendicular. I don't know how to explain it. It was just like not hanging like a body would hang and it was wearing this crazy outfit so it was just like it wasn't a person i wonder if i just had like a real blurry version i mean you can wait so all the versions are very blurry and you could still tell i'm not giving it to you sorry what was it (laughs) so it was a puppet and what it was it wasn't even in a small world either it was actually in this like bootleg small world 
at this amusement park called Joyland in, shoot, I forgot where it's at. I think somewhere in China. I was going to say, is it messed up if I just say China? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Just assume. Um, I believe it was somewhere in China. I just can't remember where, but. But yeah, this this whole amusement park, and they have a ripoff, and it's actually a little creepy. Like if you watch the ride through, it's just like it's trying hard to be Small World, but they put like kind of almost like random characters in it. It's just really oh, weird. there's a ride through of the the ride that is it still running? Yes. Oh yep. wow. Yep. Or actually, I take that back. I don't I don't know for sure. I I believe it is, but I can't remember if it's currently today or not. But plenty of ride throughs on YouTube, so it's just it's. A legit ripoff. You'll see when you watch it. But um, and so that was that. And it was just a puppet for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why it was hanging up in the corner all by itself. Like that was obviously a flaw. Like something happened and it got stuck up there or something. But <laughs> nobody hung themselves. Not a cast member. The mom didn't have. What did you say the mom did? There's some like other whole <laughs> yeah, story that came off the internet about that it. Was added. Yeah, there is more that was added. I don't even remember. But. Uh... <laughs> It reminds Thanks me of people on the internet, creepy pasta. Those uh, <laughs> rumors of the three men and a little baby that just came to mind right now. But having trying to see the picture of the somebody hanging in the background. Now I'm starting another untrue rumor. Wait, was there Do somebody hanging this? in the background of three men and a baby? Yeah, on the set, and I'm pretty sure that one was real. And here we go again, starting something that might not be real. I don't remember I'm like that. Ninety percent. I remember the sure. the ghost behind the curtain. Oh, yeah. And the, the person ghost, hanging was Wizard, Wizard of, of Oz. Oz. There you go. <laughs> See, I'm already mixing them all up. Three Great. men and a baby, Wizard of Oz. What's the difference? Well, Same one thing. was a ghost, one was a body. Gross. Yuck. That's okay. hilarious. There was one about um, lemmings, too, that you wanted to share. Yeah, the lemmings one. So that was, this is not necessarily Corrections Corner. It was like, I just wanted to, like, well, I guess it is because I didn't have it correct, but it was something I was trying to remember on the last episode. So the iceberg comment was, um, what did it say? Oh, animal abuse or something like that. Oh, right? yeah, you're right. So it said just literally just animal abuse. And so I was trying to figure out what they were talking about. And I kept saying it was penguins because it would fly <laughs> off the icebergs. Oh. But it was actually lemmings. And this is true. That in um, a 1958 film called White Wilderness, which is some of those like you know, Walt Disney did this whole thing of like true life adventures and like nature yeah. and all these like things like that. Um, they had this movie come out as well. And there's there's this part where they had I'm trying to remember how it goes. They basically filmed in. I want to say Canada, question mark, <laughs> question mark. They filmed somewhere where it's not the natural habitat for lemmings in the oh, first place. I see. And so like it was a mess already. And then they had the lemmings jump off this cliff and they were filming them like how they just literally they're supposedly jump off a cliff and commit suicide. And it's not true at all. And they literally killed like a lot of lemmings doing this movie. Wow. Wait. So lemmings are like I believe they're like kind of like meerkats or something like that. Yeah. And don't they normally do that in nature? They they follow each or the joke is that they they'll follow each other in a line, including if the first one goes off the cliff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 There you go. So but it was a little like the way the film was done, it was a little forced and it wasn't what they do uh, in real life. Um, and it definitely wasn't what they were, were doing there. Like it was in not even their normal habitat. It was like it was all for the <laughs> film. It was not real at all. So like 
You're watching them jump off a cliff, not under their, you know, own moments of nature. Did you ever play the video game Lemmings? It was like in the 90s. I didn't. No. It was really cute. It it was similar. You had to try to like get them all into a like a a thing, not off the cliff necessarily. Like you have to get them into something, but you have to get them to Uh, bounce. So you have to get them to follow each other, like get in a little line. Yeah, it's it was like one of those brain games. Anyways, tangent. Um, speaking of kids games and and weird things like that handy manny is not at all what what i thought what i explained it as last episode handy yeah manny. remind us what you explained it as I, d- I don't even want to repeat it so if if somebody hasn't listened to it check out the most recent episode 43 um, but tell us the true story because it's just as interesting Okay, so some of it was correct. So I think the biggest scene that we had mixed up was that I'm going to tell the story because it doesn't make any sense unless you do it. So um, basically there was a show on the Disney Channel that had that was interrupted with a broadcast of porn for an amount of time. So like all the children across the world that were watching the Disney Channel or maybe it was only New Jersey. I think it was Jersey, right? Yeah. Was it like local? Okay. So, like, whoever was watching this channel in whatever district this was in, like, all of a sudden just had porn show up on their screen. And that's, like, terrible because it's the Disney channel. Like, you know what I mean? Wait, so, so that part's not debunked? It's real? That is not. That is true. Oh, wow. So that happened. <laughs> However, the whole myth of it is called Handy Manny. And we thought that was, like, the guy. Like, it was a disgruntled employee. That was also true. And we assumed that was his name like and they named it after him handy manny but truthfully there's actually a show called handy manny (laughs) and it's actually a great show because it's for disney jr and it's a bilingual construction worker who like oh interesting his name is handy manny because he's a handyman it's like a dora kind of show like where they learn you learn spanish yeah yeah it's like a learning show for little kids um, oh, that so the makes so much Manny more sense. Just sounded perverted when it wasn't. Right, it was literally. It could just be so many show. things, like a porn. The name of the porn. Yeah, could be Handy Man. Fit right in. And I'm wow. wondering so if that's these... why he decided to air that during that show because oh. it already sounded so perverse. But yes, that was a show that was interrupted <laughs> with porn. So, I'd like to know. Find somebody who was a kid and saw that. Oh, I know, right? Or like, I guess even a parent. How did it yeah. affect your life? Basically, anyone who's not that I'd like to talk to them. Yeah, seriously. Um, so those were some of the major corrections that we thought would be fun to share back with you because the real stories are just as weird. Yeah, exactly. that sound that means it is time for our official tiki takeover month we are going to kick it off now what was that oh that was me being the gods and goddesses maui and 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 gendi you know they could do the drums i barely heard it oh it was with your mouth i was like what was that noise it's called oh my gosh i don't know how to beatbox but i'm doing drums there you go so um a little bit ago we decided it's so nice outside it's just a summer and nothing feels better for vacation or just enjoying the summertime as anything related to tiki so we thought why don't we go ahead and dedicate some time 
to talking about things that are tiki related and Disney related. And there's just so much already. So, so many let's things. roll with it. So a few things we have in store for this month. Um, I'm very excited to announce we are going to be going through the history of the tiki rooms, like all of them, um, which I've already done some research on and I can't wait to share because I already learned some stuff. So I'm hoping Disney Holics out there might not know all of this already. And I probably won't fun. know most of it either. So I'm excited too. Good, good. I'm excited to teach you because I think it's actually, I think you're going to be surprised by a few of them. It's going to be really fun. Um, and then we have a few special guests on our show as well. We have Trader Brandon, who's coming up in a couple episodes, and he is... I can't wait. I know. So Trader Brandon is actually responsible for Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar Amazing. and Grog Grotto and many other things, but we will be getting mostly into the history of Trader Sam's with him and his time uh, working at WDI there for that project. Um, super exciting. And then uh, we also have Jordan Hill... Today, which we announced earlier, and Jordan Hill is, uh, how do you, like, he's a home tiki creator. Like, yeah, he's like, he's literally like one of us. He's a Disney holic. Yeah, there you who, go. Who found a way to bring the Disney magic somewhere where there isn't even a Disney park nearby. So I can't wait to talk to him and find out how he did that and, you know, how he enjoys it now that it's done. Right. And I got interested in Jordan via, Facebook and I was just totally blown away by his creations and I was like we need to have that guy on here because he's amazing so nice. super excited to talk for him or talk with him today um, and I wonder when he's gonna show up but didn't don't you have something else that you were gonna talk about in this month? yeah um, so there's still a lot of tiki things to cover but one of the things that I thought would be fun would be um, well there's two things one is I learned that there was a tiki room film franchise well a film that would have happened that's right yep and i did not know this at all so i cannot wait to hear about this uh, yeah i dug up some of the info and so we'll talk about that later this month um and then i thought it'd be fun if we also do a game and come up with what our own movie would be like if there was a tiki room movie so we'll do some of that and i'm sure we'll have some other silly silly stuff going on this month of tikiness right i'm just excited to make some tiki drinks and enjoy this time oh Hey, Jen. Looks like Jordan's here. Uh, so Jordan is joining us for happy hour. He's Yay. a visual artist. He's worked on a wide range of products, um, projects, I'm sorry, from television commercials to themed entertainment. And he's joining us today, of course, to tell us all about the incredibly themed basement bar he created in his spare time even. So welcome, Jordan. Thanks for joining us for this Tiki Month takeover and our happy hour. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Yes, absolutely. And what you you know you can't have a tiki or happy hour tiki anyway but without a drink so i went ahead and brought a drink today and this is a learning experience for me because i do not make drinks at home and i've recently started to learn and i just found out that a nutribullet does not like what's the word like you cannot use it as a blender it does not work as a blender. Oh, I thought that's what it was. It doesn't like cert- like for fruit, but for ice, not so much. So I have a very like on the rocks pina colada going on over here, <laughs> which is, you know, learning experience for me. Um, but I added some strawberry puree. So it is technically a lava flow, which is my Yum. favorite drink. So, so now I made it sounds, at home. So cheers to that. Delicious. <laughs> Um, I already finished my drink before 
uh, happy hour. I'm sorry, but I do have an empty tiki mug right here with Sophia from the Golden Girls. Aww. It's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> yes. So I, I brought her along for the ride. Um, Jordan, what is your go-to tiki drink? So it's, uh, it's one that's uh, served at Smuggler's Cove down in uh, San Francisco. I have it here. So we have our own version here in the bar. Yes. I'll read you everything that's in it just real quick. If I could find it. What page is it on? Sorry. I've okay, been yeah, there one uh, time, maybe one or one two time. times yeah, back I, when I lived I've there. I've never yeah. been. Never been. That's like my golden you know, white whale. I've always wanted to be out there. Uh, the Expedition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you'd love that. Uh, black blended rum, bourbon, lime juice, cinnamon syrup, honey syrup, vanilla syrup, uh, coffee liqueur, and some club soda. So there's a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, there. wow. Coffee in there. Wow. What is coffee liqueur? Kind of like Kahlua. That's just a basic brand. Kahlua type of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. I was, I am familiar with that one, but I was like, oh, interesting. I didn't even realize that was like a thing. So I, um, have not had too many drinks myself. I do not drink alcohol. So I miss out on a lot of the fun, but like (laughs) mocktails are really great too. So that's kind of what I'm teaching myself right now. Um, but yeah, lots of learning for me to do as well. For instance, like coffee liqueur like i just no idea (laughs) (laughs) so brandon um i first learned about you on a tiki enthusiast group on facebook that i am part of um and i saw this beautiful video that somebody posted and it was of this amazing at home tiki bar um couldn't tell it was in the basement it just looks like this beautiful place and it had this amazing projection mapping going on and just it was over the top and my mouth was dropped to the floor so (laughs) i see you are literally sitting in this bar right now i am yes 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 (laughs) down here in my basement i'm directly under our uh, dining room so that is so cool so would you mind telling us a little bit about your space what is it called like how long ago was it created sure yeah Uh, so it's the cacao canteen spelled k-a-k-a-u um, it's sort of a purposeful mistranslation based on the story. We'll probably get into it. Um, but it's, it's kind of <laughs> in my eyes, it, it's a quarantine project that kind of just spiraled absurdly out of control. Um, I wanted to, you know, I've, I've only been into Tiki for a couple of years now. You know, I, I've only been to a few bars, a handful, but I, I know that I'm into it. And obviously I'm a theme park guy based on what you can probably see or what you've seen of the bar already. Um, you know, it's a, it's a mixture of me finding a genre of cocktails that I can actually stand to get down. Um, I have the palate of a seven-year-old. I love fruit juice. I like sweet (laughs) drinks. Um, I I can't take beer or anything like that. So it's the cocktails. It's the fact that there's like a theme park element to it. And the fact that I had suddenly last year, like everybody else, a whole lot of time on my hands to just do whatever I wanted. (laughs) And, um, you know, this is sort of how that manifested in a lot of ways. I've been working on it for uh, about, let's say, a year and a half now since I considered it ready, um, which turned out to not be ready at all based on what I've done since. But, um, you know, Mm. it's it's just been a a thing that I've been doing in my spare time, adding more as I go and, and just having a whole lot of fun doing it too. So Wow. So I had no idea that this was a pandemic project i like yes. thought it had you'd been working on it for years because the extent of it looks like i don't know how you could have gotten it done in that amount of time basically <laughs> so like 
super props for that. Hats off to that because, man, you've done a great job. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I feel like I saw that post a decent amount of time ago, too. So you had already had it going well enough to, like, have people, like, all in all on Facebook, like, months ago, right? Did you know oh, when yeah. that video kind of went viral? Uh, I think the projection mapping stuff was probably around, let's say, March, maybe even February of this year. Um, that was yeah, very part, mm. like early part of 2021. Um, where are we in July now? I can't even keep months straight anymore, but it's been a I few know, months. Right? It's, all <laughs> blur. <laughs> it, it's been a few months since I put those in. Wow. Yeah. Um, so what does cacao, what you said, it's a, a miss. Can you run me through that one more time? What does that mean? Sure. Sure. So it's kind of behind me here in the wall, much like Trader Sam's, we have our own house rules. Um, the, in the backstory of the bar, it's owned yes. by a guy named Bogart, um, named after Humphrey Bogart, the African queen, obviously a lot of Jungle Cruise inspiration there, but yes. I'll, I'll try to keep going into my mic here as I turn to read it. Um, welcome my friends. You have found yourself at the Cacao Canteen, one of the, uh, most refined watering holes and best kept secrets in all the world. This is why we call it Cacao, which for the well-versed among you, uh, you'll most assuredly know means secret. Um, I don't think it actually means secret. Um, mm. I think that, you know, <laughs> going with the the theme of Jungle Cruise, kind of the uh, the aspect of keeping things a little jokey, uh, keeping a little sense of humor everywhere. Um, they think it means secret. It obviously does not. I don't even know what it means. Um, I couldn't even tell you if I'm pronouncing it right, to be completely, totally honest. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it just just I like to tie in as much backstory, even with the name as I can sort of a weird little quirky joke. Uh, people always ask me what it means. And that's my answer. I don't know. Um, and I, I think just for fun, I like to keep it that way. So I love that. I love how you have house rules as well. So for our <laughs> listeners who are not seeing the visuals behind Jordan, we have the sign for the cacao canteen. There's a framed um, list of house rules. I believe that's what it is. There's yes. bottles. You got a green wall. You got a net. You have a straw, grass straw roof thing. So everything is tiki-ing up right there on our video screen. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, so, wow. I, I'm still like just fascinated that this is just a project that started as of 2020 because one of my next questions was going to be like, so how long ago did this all start? <laughs> but um, since you had only started constructing it before, how long before that had you had the idea for it or had you been wanting to do it for a long time? Or Right. So we... I, I'll, I'll tell the story in a brief way. Uh, me and my friends were out. I, I live in Columbus, Ohio. So we're right here. There's not a whole lot of tiki around. Um, and I grew up in central Kentucky where there is no tiki around, literally zero. Um, so one night, me and my friends were here wow. in Columbus. We went out to this bar. I won't name it because I didn't have a great time. Uh, it was crowded. It was difficult <laughs> to get around. Um, and we, we were just kind of bummed out that night. And my buddy was just like, hey, are there any tiki bars around here? And we had only been in Columbus for maybe a few months to that, at that point. And I was like, you know, I don't know. So we looked it up and we found two. One of them was not even five minutes away from where we were. Uh, and we went oh, nice. and um, had what I can only describe as like this. I don't even know. One of the best nights of my life where I suddenly realized, oh, like I mentioned earlier, there's a genre of cocktails I can stand. The theming is great. <laughs> there was a DJ there that night who I'll plug him, Dr. Lava here in Columbus, um, who we went up to and we're like, hey. Uh, here's a fiver. Will you play the Tiki Room? And the guy straight up just looked at us directly in the face 
and was like, I've been waiting all night for somebody to ask me to play this. So <laughs> yeah. um, it was, it was a fantastic time. And that sort of planted the seed in my head of, you know, like I mentioned, it's great in terms of the drinks. It's great in terms of the themed stuff. It, it's, it exists in Adventureland. Trader Sam's is a thing. I, I know that home bars are a common thing among people who are into this. I want to do my own. So I collected uh, props for probably a, a year and a half before I actually started building it. Um, I started collecting props before we even had a house to build this thing in. So I didn't know what oh, it was going to look wow. like. I didn't. At first, I thought it was going to be like this, you know, like a Costco gazebo in the backyard that I just turned into something else. Um, <laughs> HOAs aren't too kind of building separate structures just for that reason in your backyard. So, um, my wife kind of convinced me. It's like, hey, it's just the two of us here. We have this big basement and we're not going to be using it for anything but storage. You may as well put it down there. And that's what I did. So it took like, you know, yes. since a year and a half ago, you know, the walls went up and things were put together. And, you know, when it's here in the basement, I have complete control over the lights. I can be as loud as I want with sound effects. Um, it turned what? out to be the right decision. Yes. So there's no, there's no doubt in my mind. Oh, that that's this a was, great, this I didn't even think about that. I, that part of it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And can we just have a cheers to supportive partners? Because that is amazing. Like, yes, yes. she, I owe her seen moments where they can just so shoot much. that crazy idea down. Right, right. Oh, <laughs> that's very, very cool. Um, so awesome. So we've learned about Cacao Canteen's origins. Um, and I wanted to maybe ask you even a little bit about Tiki culture. So you said you're fairly new into Tiki culture a few years, right? Yeah, I am also, yeah, I'm like, actually, years. I am like, I consider myself a tiki wannabe. Like I really want to be in the tiki culture, but I'm not, but I just love it. So I might end up traveling down that path at some point, but it does fascinate me. Um, and I don't know about where you are located or where you've been before, but the tiki culture sometimes has these like, um, I forget what the word they use, but they have like a home bar hop where they kind of go to each other's bars and they like invite the whole group and they get to like see each other's creations. Have you ever seen one of those or been part of one of those? Uh, not a canteen been part of one of those. <laughs> um, we, so I've um, like I mentioned, I've only been to a handful of Tiki bars uh, just because of where I am. Uh, Ohio, I think has two or three total uh, in the entire state. Um, so, you know, sometimes we have to hop over to Indianapolis to go to Inferno Room, or sometimes we have to literally go out to, you know, Anaheim to visit Sam's or Orlando to visit Sam's. So it's not a common thing here. I will say there are, uh, there's a couple up here in Columbus who own a, uh, basement tiki bar and, and have had it for five or six years, maybe even longer than that. Um, they're great guys. We actually visited theirs two weeks ago for the first time, Shipwreck Shirley. Um, and it was great. They just cool. put this uh, oh, wow. rock wall in their basement that has a little statue of Uti, the that missing tiki god from the tiki room in it. Um, theirs takes up their entire basement too. So <laughs> it's there. I mean, they had a huge luau. They do it every year. It's a fundraiser, and they could get like <laughs> 20, oh. 20 or twenty five people down in that bar in their basement. So it was it was pretty cool. Um, so in terms of bar hops, wow. you know, cool. th that's not really a thing here in Columbus, but, uh, I have been to the other big one here. They have not been here yet. Yeah. 
uh, it's funny because, you know, we built this thing in a year where we couldn't really have people over. So, you know, that's a bit of a bummer. Right. But <laughs> yeah. That's that's starting to change. We have some people coming in a couple weeks. Uh, my friends have come down every now and then, but it's been relegated to a pretty small amount of people so far. So hopefully that changes soon. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll probably inspire one more home bar and then with the three that's enough to do some hopping you'll have shipwreck oh, shirley sure. you'll have yours and for sure yeah we we yeah. met a few people at that luau at shipwreck shirley who uh i didn't know they had home bars but those exist around here too so you know we got into it in a year where that's we cool. were really able to meet a bunch of people like i said so uh <laughs> i think we'll be visiting times. more in the future <laughs> that's really cool yeah i've always felt um that tiki home bars are so interesting because there are so many people that are so into the tiki culture and they do such a great job at creating these spaces, but they aren't public spaces. So lots of time people don't get to enjoy them or see them or, you know, it's in your private home. So like knowing that there's these opportunities where they kind of open their homes up. Um, I need to get myself a ticket into one of these sometimes so I can go get some inspiration, get some info, create a Pinterest board. Just kidding. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I don't, I, I love the idea that you can also keep it for yourself. Like it can be right. whatever you want it to be at your home, right? It's like how it fits into your home. You can incorporate that as well. It's just so, I don't know. I feel like you can make it as immersive if you, as you'd like. I really love the idea of having it in a basement because of that. Controlling the light thing, because that's always an issue. Yeah. Plus here in Ohio, you know, we had a, a winter with 18 plus inches of snow. So it can be year round, right. here, which is another benefit control wow. the weather the lighting the everything sound yeah. yeah you can be louder down there that's so cool um so i want to talk a little bit about projection mapping so this is i think the first time i'd seen projection mapping in a home tiki environment at least for me so did you have like previous experience experience in doing projection mapping or how did you get into that uh what is yeah just no oh. uh the bar is the first one I've ever done. Um, the oh, benefit so though, cool. um, is that I, so for the last uh, five and a half, maybe six years uh, since I left college, um, I've been a full-time motion graphics animator. Mm. Um, so like I think was mentioned at the top of the show, TV commercials, explainer videos, um, you know, web spots, social media content, stuff like that. So I'd been doing that stuff for, years and years and years. I know that's that's my world. And the cool thing about the projection system in here, and I don't mind plugging them. I apologize if I'm plugging a bunch of people okay. and you didn't expect no, it. No, please. Uh, Lightform. <laughs> uh, Lightform is this, uh, Lightform. they were a startup probably, I don't know, five or six years ago. They're in uh, San Francisco, I believe, uh, where they put together what can effectively be described as the consumer grade way of doing some projection mapping oh, in interesting. your home, but at the same time also pro level because you can, some of their products, you can hook up to the most insane projector in the world if you want. So um, the way it does it, you know, you set up the projector with a little tiny little webcam on top. Uh, it just takes a scan and gives you basically an image of whatever you are projecting onto. And the good thing for me, and it's the reason that I decided to go forward with getting it, is that that scan can be imported directly into the animation program that I've been using for years nice. now. So um, once that was, once, you know, once that file's exported, I animate it, put it together. 
exactly what I animated on the computer is exactly what shows up here, which is so easy and so cool. Wow. I, re I vividly remember the first time we, we turned it on. My wife was down here and I just like, I was like a kid in a candy store. I was so, so unbelievably happy <laughs> that I pulled it off. Um, then it got into the question of automating it and getting it to work with lights, which is a whole other story too. So, <laughs> wow. So, um, you have the, at least the projection mapping I've seen was from Indiana Jones and the, um, forbidden temple, right? From, is it about Disneyland, yeah, right? Yeah. Like the Disneyland version. Mm -hmm. Right. That okay. Um, do you have any other scenes too, or are you working on some? We have right now technically five, but really only four. I'll explain. Um, the first one <laughs> is, uh, so every, every effect in here, uh, projection wise, uh, is tied to a drink in our menu. And for the nice. video viewers right here uh -huh. in our menu. So sort of like at Trader Sam's, you'll order a drink and things will happen in the room. Um, for us, there are four. Um, I'll mention the fifth one in a sec. But the first one is the Pele Punch. Um, I have, uh, I sculpt, I, I commissioned this huge sculpt of Pele from the Enchanted Tiki Garden. She has a little flame bulb in her eyes. She can, it's, it's a little vape pen in the front. It's a little uh, functional like key fob, like for a car. Yeah. And you'll press that and it, she'll smoke out the top of her head with a little bit of light too. So oh, that cool. goes off as well as projection stuff. Um, the lights turn red. The uh, there's a TV in the back that sort of like Sam's the fake window um, yeah. where normally at all times, it's just a volcano that goes off at the same time too. Oh my gosh. Um, so that's the first one. Uh, the second one is Mara's Eye. Uh, Indiana Jones Adventure in Adventureland is far and away, not even a contest. <laughs> Rise of the Resistance doesn't touch it. My <laughs> nice. favorite dark ride of all time. Nice. I, I, I could ride that attraction all day long. <laughs> I never get tired of it. I love it. I love it so much. So, um, that is the second effect. It There's no thing like Pele or anything going on, but it's mostly just the lights and projection stuff. Um, I also have a little, like, I don't know if uh, viewers are familiar with Jacques Lindsay's Hangar Bar in Orlando. Yeah. We have, we've, been, we've both been, and we yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah, Jacques is awesome. I love Jacques. Um, they have that prop of uh, Reggie's Revenge that kind of does the bubbling inside that green jar. Um, I have a version of that of my own for Mara's Eye in the menu it mentions that it is like fermented and distilled and like brewed here in the bar, which is what that prop is supposed to be. Um, oh so goodness. that that's a separate element from the lights and the projection. Uh, what's our third one? Uh, Schweitzer Sour. So Yay! this was a, um, uh, it's a, it's a like kind of custom create like IP character, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's my friend Carson. There's pictures of people on the map back here that are just, photoshopped photos of my friends in like 30s garb um oh, he has so a backstory smart. in the menu um he's uh, his name's hathaway schweitzer um named after his father uh who went missing on this uh aviation expedition and was last seen somewhere in the arctic we've marked his last known position on the uh, map as well uh but that effect uh, <laughs> in terms of projection is uh, there's a storm uh, there's like Morse code here on the map with like sort of a green glow that it's like an SOS mayday mayday of him. Um, and then it crashes and then we just kind of have some blue stuff in here. Uh, like it, things will bubble up, things turn blue, like it's kind of underwater. 
Um, so that's the third one. There's no props for that one, but it does have more of an extensive backstory than the others. Uh, and I'm sorry for being so long-winded here. No, no. Uh, <laughs> number four. I'm eating it up. <laughs> is uh, Aoa. For drinking uh, which it up, is, I guess. Uh, in Grog Grotto uh -oh. there in Orlando. Yeah, uh, uh, we love Aoa. Uh, that was actually, because I'm only 26, that was the first uh, way that I experienced the Tiki Room ever oh, wow. was under new management. <laughs> so I, I know it's like, it's a, it's a universally hated version of that attraction. But to me, that's the first version of the Tiki Room I ever saw. Uh, oh and I have gosh. vivid memories of being terrified of Aoa when she, during her scene. I was so scared. That made like just this huge impression on me as a kid. And it was honestly probably a big reason why I'm so into this stuff still to this day. Wow. Um, but we have her own drink. She appears here on the map and does her, uh, you know, if you mess with Polynesia, the Tiki gods will squeeze you. A little, little thing right there. So that, that one's really hectic. A lot of a uh, lot of color in here, like things just go nuts, uh, kind of like how her her color style looked on that animatronic there. So that's the fourth one, and the fifth one was a, a temporary one that I did for the opening of Velocicoaster at Universal because <gasps> I was just so excited to ride it. Wow, uh, <laughs> things in here it's so bad. Oh, it's it's the best. It is so unbelievably good. Uh, but my buddy, I had him do a voiceover for me of like. Assets are out of con containment. Crews are on their way. Uh, so things flash red in here. There's shadows of raptors here on the map that kind of walk by and, you know, screech That's and awesome. stuff. So oh, I don't run that gosh. one. It's not really thematically consistent or anything with <laughs> yeah. the story of this place, but it was fun to do. And, you know, it was worth it too because that ride rocks. It's so good. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's the beauty of are having any, your own um, space. You can just do whatever you want. Do you have any smells associated with it? And I'm asking because you mentioned you loved Indiana Jones, and we love the smell. You know, you you ride on these Disney rides, and we they do. have these smells. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a – before people come down, like if I know people are visiting, um, I'll just run an oil diffuser for a couple hours, which is uh, – it comes from Magic Candle Company. It's one of their essential oils. Yes. I think it's called Tiki Terrace or something like awesome. that. Awesome. Um, but on top of that, and I didn't mention this during Pele, it's another one of their um, their scents. They have the uh, Rome burning scent from Spaceship Earth. Oh my god! When Pele goes off, I'll just kind of spritz that a little bit, so you smell the burning. <laughs> I love um, it. Nobody. <laughs> so you know, you'll see the you know the she'll go off on the wall. Everything's all on fire with the projection. And then I, a buddy of mine was just like, "Is something burning? Like legit? Like is this a fire hazard? Like what's going on?" Um, it's like, no, no, it's just a cool. A little scent right here, it's part but of the show. uh, so yeah, there are some smells, maybe not as much as I would like, but for now, those work pretty well. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, that is so fun. And to kind of go back real quick to where you're mentioning under new management, take your room. Uh, <laughs> we will be talking about that on I think the very next episode of this month, also. Just FYI, <laughs> I'm gonna go deep dive okay. on that as well because that was okay. so yeah, so you can relive that with us as well. <laughs> To me, I mean, I know it's a sin deep down to me. That's the tiki room I grew up with. So I know yeah. it sucks. I know it's right. not great. Uh, but, you know, it's well, uh, is right with like Star I, I Wars. With Star Wars, who, whichever one you grew up with, like with Star Wars, there's like the fan base is based on which oh. ones you grew up with. So I could totally get that. I yeah, that. in my case, that would be Phantom Menace. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay, you got Jar Jar and Yago. And then <laughs> oh, yeah. And to be quite honest, like yeah. we'll get into this more in the, in the following episode, but 
I don't think Tiki Room under new management was actually that bad. It's just that it was bashing the Tiki Room. But that's the whole problem I have with it. But yeah, like the I animatronics were amazing. That's the reason that it rubbed you the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, universally beloved, and we're gonna like make fun of it. I don't know. I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely had my draw on the floor again when I first went under new management. I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> I can't say that about the Tiki Room. <laughs> um, so we've learned a lot about your place. And I wanted to see if you have, like, actually, first, when you had to get some props, like, what was your, like, how did you find props for your bar? So I, I and I've always considered the bar, at least in its current state, to be a testament to two things. One of them is the fact that the Tiki community, um, the people that really have a passion for this stuff, um, are some of the most extremely creative people you've ever met in your life. Right. Um, so I'd say like 30% of the stuff in here came from Etsy vendors. Like um, oh. I'll, I'll mention some now. We have Lost Delta Outpost. We have Skipper Haas. Trader Brandon, um, his a lot of Brandon stuffs in here, um, <laughs> and in, on top of that, um, there, like I mentioned, Ohio is not a bastion of tiki stuff um, at all. Um, and that, what what's crazy about that is that so about thirty minutes away from me is what I believe to be the largest antique mall in the entire Midwest. Uh, oh, and we cool. went, you know, I was looking, you know, my, my, my bar is a lot more forties. It's a lot more Indiana Jones jungle cruise than it is traditional Tiki, um, mm, right. which works in my favor because antique stores are full of that stuff, but there's a booth in that antique store that is just full of tr like masks and like, you know, old style clocks and like a, an old, uh, weight scale. And there was even a pith hat at one of them. So um, I kind of lucked out, you know, I didn't expect wow. to find that much stuff at this place and I'll revisit every, I don't know, three or four months just to see if there's anything new. And there always is. And I don't <laughs> know who owns this booth. I don't know where it's coming from, but it works. And for it to be in Ohio, uh, really shocked me, but I'm very grateful for it. That's awesome. You're like, what kind of adventures are you guys going on? You know what? Just don't tell me. I'll just keep buying it. <laughs> because <laughs> it is yeah, awesome just keep stocking your shelves please yeah right <laughs> that's so cool um well since you're in ohio i'm curious do you have an affinity toward disneyland or disney world i so it's funny i've only been to disneyland twice in my mm. life on two trips um i was there three weeks ago because i was doing some projection stuff for a bar in santa Ana. Oh, wow. um, so what? I prefer Disneyland to Magic Kingdom, but I'm much more of a Walt Disney World guy because that's where I grew up going. I've been there countless times compared to Disneyland. Right. Um, I went as a kid. I go. I try to go at least twice a year here with my wife, and she never went as a kid. So getting her to go was uh, that was an experience. We got engaged there. I proposed at Epcot um stuff Aww. like that so i'm much more of a Aww. i'm much more of a world guy i think yeah. just in, ter in terms of familiarity at least yeah that's fair and also hello ohio is the home of one of the biggest amusement parks so i'm sure you've been there cedar point <laughs> yes, right? i've cedar worked point, yeah. uh, i worked at not cedar point but i worked at king's island 10 years ago on the racer 
And fun fact, if you visit King's Island and you ride the racer roller coaster, um, there is a audio loop in the station that's like an old 70s radio station. I'm the DJ. So Wow. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. (laughs) Wow. So you did mention that you did some projection work for a bar in Santa Ana, was it? Yes, yes. And did that come straight out of you learning projection mapping for your bar? Yes, um, that and other hopeful uh, jobs have also fallen off from this. So I left the, you know, the canteen, so cool. and I don't want to get too personal about it, but I, yeah. uh, I left my full-time animation job here in Columbus about going on three months ago, and it's mm. almost exclusively because of my experience building this thing. Wow. Um, it's garnered a pretty strong following that I'm extremely grateful for. Um, and wow. you know, it had just so happens that some of those people following me own tiki bars, whether it's public or private in their own homes. So I've only done one so far. Um, a few other people have reached out for similar stuff, but it almost, I mean, not even almost, all of it has fallen off of the stuff that I've been doing in this silly 12 by 12 square that I built here in my basement over the last year and a half. So it's pretty cool. I am very grateful for it. That is really awesome. It's always great to hear when something that was a passion like turns into like work, like nothing's better than loving your job as much as you could possibly love a passion that you did at home. Right. That's just like, that's the dream. You're living the American dream right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. yeah, it's it's scary. Freelancing is, I mean, it, I'm scared out of my mind some days. Some days I'm overwhelmed because there's so much to do. So it's a learning experience. I'm new to it. So far, so good. So we'll just keep at it. Experiences in general, are there any type of immersive experiences that you would love to create if you had Blue Sky access to do so? Right. So, I mean, obviously I have an affinity for Tiki stuff. And the first thing, I mean, I've been doing it on my own dime, but this is version one of the canteen in my mind i would love to build it bigger i would love you know what i want i want a high ceiling i want a really high ceiling because i don't have that in the basement um i've i have i have a really strong uh desire to visit any of the meow wolf projects um, which i haven't been to yet i've I've always wanted to go to omega mart or any of those um working on those would be amazing it would be a dream um you know, as a kid, I think it's maybe somewhat clear, obvious that I kind of wanted to be an Imagineer and it just never was something that <laughs> I really pursued. Um, so, you know, I, I, I love theme parks. I love amusement parks, too. I'm a big roller coaster guy as well. So anything involving that sort of world would be ideal, I guess. So it's a vague answer, but yes. anything. Yeah, we get it. You, you want immersive experiences, storytelling, adventures, all of that, entertainment. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It seems like such a never-ending pot of, like, fun. I've always dreamt of I, – I don't have the creativity, like, that you do, though. But, like, I've always just dreamt of the idea of being an Imagineer and getting to work on these projects that everybody else gets to, like – have changed their lives, right? Like, it's really cool. Like, it's really just neat to think about that. Um, And I'm just like a little distracted right now. And I forgot to bring this up earlier. Can you tell me about your lighting? I'm just seeing it flickering. And it's like, so I want it in my house. Like, (laughs) that was a project on its own, was it not? Okay. um, 
It was. Uh, when I was at Disneyland uh, three weeks ago, I made a point to ride Indiana Jones as much as possible. Obviously, it's my favorite ride ever. Um, and you spend a lot of time in line when you want to go on Indy because it might break down. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I became obsessed with the, uh, you know, they have the, the lights all throughout the queue. They have that generator out front and then all the lights are strung the entire course of the, the queue up to the station. And they flicker and they go off and they have like a little bit of a buzz to them. And I always wanted that to happen in here. Um, I only recently upgraded to like theater grade sort of lighting in here. At first it was like Phillips hue bulbs. And with that stuff, you can't do that. Mm. Uh, and when I got back from my trip, I was like, all right, I got to do it. Like I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. So I replaced all of the traditional light bulbs in here with like regular incandescent stuff, hooked them up to the necessary equipment. And now about every three to five minutes, I don't know the exact amount It's probably sooner than that. Um, they kind of go off and sort of dim and go back up a little bit. Not only that, but there's also an audio loop hidden in the ceiling so that when they do buzz, oh, or when wow. they uh, do flicker, yes. there's like that sort of buzz that sounds so, uh, Oh, you know, so and when cool. we're down here, we we had some people over here. Uh, when it did that, a they thought it was real, and they were like, "What's going on? Like, is something wrong?" I was like, "No, no, no." But my wife and I, <laughs> when we're bartending, we can. There it goes now. We can kind of play it up, like, "Oh, that that generator outside. Like, we have to get that fixed." So it's just another oh, little piece it. of backstory. It's a lot of fun. I love I'm it. You asked about the lights, Jen, because I'm looking at your video and I, I've been seeing the glow yeah. and I didn't know if it was just the way it was buffering or if it was really glowing. So that's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, that's yeah, it. There's a chandelier actually... that's made out of like a chipped wheel. Cool. That is so cool. It was giving me major, like, for some reason, especially the exit to Indiana Jones is giving me that vibe. Like when you're leaving and you, it's like that whole long hallway of those lights and like they all do that flickering and like, like fading in and out. It's very cool. Yeah. So you nailed it nonetheless. Nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. Nailed I it. I appreciate it. That was like one of the things that <laughs> yeah. was, it was just eating at me. Like I have to do this. How can I do it? And I finally did it. So I'm glad, I'm glad it's finally marked <laughs> off the list. <laughs> nice. So cool. Um, and then one other project that I know you've done in the past um, or doing currently, sorry, uh, is voiceover work too, right? Yeah, it's um, it's sort of a side hustle, you know. No, mm -hmm. it, it's just freelancing. Um, throughout, uh, when, I when I was in college, we had a campus radio station that always needed uh, somebody to DJ like a couple time slots and nobody ever took them. I don't know why it was a paid gig and you're in college. So it's better than like flipping burgers or anything. So right. I, I started doing it then. Um, and, you know, when I worked at Kings Island almost 10 years ago, my favorite position was to be on the mic spieling at the exit and, you know, doing the, <laughs> the stuff on the microphone. So, and people are always like, you got it. You have a voice for this. I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I've been told that. Um, so it is kind of, you know, it, it's, it's not my main thing. It isn't something that I do every single day in my life, but on occasion I've, you know, I'll lend my voice to a couple projects here and every now and then. So the good thing too, is that when you work on videos like I did, uh, you can kind of bundle it into that. Like, Hey, you guys need a voiceover guy too. I can do that. So I'm wondering oh, right. these explainer graphics and things. Are you sometimes the voiceover also? 
occasionally. I think once every eight projects, they'll they'll stick with my voice because I animate to my voice for timing, and occasionally they're just like, to oh, start we somewhere. thought you hired somebody to to put it in, so uh, <laughs> you know we thought you hired somebody already. I'm like, no, that's that's me. <laughs> those are the best stories i think there's some pixar movies where the director is it edna mode where the director did the the demo yeah, voice Brad and Bird then they keeping your, it yeah yeah, and, uh, yeah, bob Bird, peterson right? yeah. Did, yeah uh what is it bob peterson who he's not I, he's done co-directing at least yeah he's mr ray and nemo and i think he's Roz too oh i so love it they use their own that. voices sometimes <laughs> So before we wrap up, is there anywhere where our listeners can find you in the Cacao Canteen? Where like is the best place to find you online? So I, a lot of canteen content. Um, I started out really going heavy on Instagram, which I still do. Um, that's at Cacao Canteen. That's K-A-K-A-U Canteen. Um, I have a Twitter for it that I don't use as often as my personal um, my personal handle there is Jordan A. Hill, um, which is my name, and uh, personal website <laughs> portfolio, uh, jordanhdesign.com. So that's where all my video work, design work, and I think uh, I've dedicated a couple pages to the canteen on there as well. So that's sort of a great starting that's point. awesome. Yeah, and if it's okay with you, um, I would love to share some of the content from your Instagram page with our page too, so our listeners can see the canteen. Yeah, by all means. Sound good? Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you've inspired me. I want to build my own tea bar like today or yesterday, even if that's possible. <laughs> it looks so fun, and I wish I was there to hang out right now and have a drink with you over at the Cacao Canteen. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Well, that was so much fun talking to Jordan Hill as our first mm -hmm. guest of our Tiki Month. Maybe one day, just like we told him, we could head over to uh, 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 head over to Ohio and uh, check out all those Tiki bars, including his friends' bars. Yes, that'd be super fun. Well, more interviews to come, more tikiness to come. With that said, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed episode 44 of the Disney Holics Show. Follow us on social media at the Disney Holics. And if you want to get in touch with us, send us a message on Instagram or email us at fanmail at the Disneyholics.com.